Welcome back to my podcast, Beautiful People. I've been MIA for a while, working on a few different episodes, cramming in a few assignments and exams while I'm at it. Also went back to working at the pub for a while there. Uh, Thank you to everyone for being so patient, understanding, checking in, making sure that I'm still going ahead with the positivity and creativity that is the Hype Your Life podcast. I have had so many people message me and say like, oh, I've re-listened to your episodes. It's hitting me now more than the first time because of, I guess, like what times are going on or had people say, I can't wait for your next episode. Like, what's it going to be about? And I've been trying to keep it a secret because um, I don't want people to jump to conclusions and I want to talk about it first on the podcast. I'm learning so much from all my guests, researching things that I'm passionate about, looking forward to becoming more transparent and relatable as each episode comes along. Enough jibber-jabber though, today's episode is based around confidence, sexuality and learning to be an honest you. Um, I'm not going to be here telling you the do's and don'ts to be a completely confident person because every single person is different and I myself obviously still struggle with that sometimes which is totally normal but we're all on the journey together. Um, Today's guest is a dear friend of mine, uh, Brady Stevens, who only last year placed highly in the National Pole Dancing Championships. But he's kicking goals in all avenues of his life after finding his own confidence and owning his sexuality. I'll let him tell you a little bit more about his journey inside the podcast. So without further ado, let's jump on in, shall we? Hello, Brady. It's been so long since we actually had a proper conversation. We were going to catch up before COVID and stuff, but obviously never happened. No. Like, how have you been? I've been good. Um, Obviously, these are different circumstances to what we're used to, but got to live with with what it is and make the most out of the time that we have, I guess. It's um, obviously it's new territory for everyone. So I feel like no one's really a master of how to deal with the situation so I guess you just kind of lead your own path and you know make the most of it amazing yeah and I feel like you've got a lot going on anyway like I feel like not much not that much has really changed for you as much as what some other people like for me example I went from working 70 hours a week and now I'm working like 10 so like I feel like there's a big change there yeah but you seem to be pretty busy with everything that you've got going on at the moment yeah like I haven't really stopped uh, poll we teach uh, virtually at the moment so um, that's a great opportunity for us as teachers and um, obviously for the students to be able to stay connected and um, obviously there are people out there who do live alone and don't have um, you know that source of social interaction um, when it comes to being in person so they get that virtual experience so like look we haven't stopped from that perspective and from my um, professional job I um, we close for a short period of time but because we're essential um, we came back. It was only because the community felt a bit weird about us being open. Oh. So, look, um, and like we're, we're back as per normal now. So I haven't really stopped, uh, which I'm not, which I'm not complaining about. Because look, I think um, when I did stop for a little bit, I um, went a little bit crazy because I have been so full on um, ever since you know pretty much year eleven. I've I've not really stopped, and I've always taken on probably more than I can chew. But that's just just how I am. <laughs> I feel like I'm very similar in that aspect. Like all my friends always tell me that I've got too much, like too many things happening. Like I would have two jobs, doing a podcast and playing sport, 
you know, like I feel like I'm always doing some, like I'm always busy. So for me at the moment, it's kind of like I don't really know, like I've just got study at the moment really, so it's a bit crazy. Mm. So tell us a little bit about you and like how did you fall in love with pole and like how did you get into it and stuff? Yeah, so um, professional pole dancer. I've been pole dancing for uh, six years now. Um, growing up in a country town, obviously pole uh, and being uh, a male is different um, from, you know, obviously it wasn't that common back then even for a, a woman to be pole dancing for a casual fitness point of view. But I, uh, I joined a class because my, my housemate at that time was uh, doing pole. And she said there was a men's class starting. So I, uh, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. I'm a dancer. You know, I'll, I'll pick this up yeah. and we'll be fine. Um, and it's definitely not that easy. And I still laugh about it now because I walked in there thinking, oh, whatever. Uh, and because we do it from a fitness point of view, like, don't get me wrong, we dance and everything as well. But um, yeah. I, I teach uh, and uh, compete for Fizzy Pole Studios Australia. So we have um, – and – we're fitness orientated, but we have a dabble in everything. I fell in love with that from being introduced from a housemate at the time, and it's kind of just trickled from trickled from there. Um, in my yeah. non-polling time, I'm a uh, clinical myotherapist. So uh, for those of you who don't know what a myotherapist is, it's pretty much I'm a musculoskeletal pain. So it's not really a specialist, but uh, I pretty much decrease pain in uh, people's bodies from treatment. So needling, um, hand treatment, uh, bone mobilization, things like that. So I work with uh, a range of things from um, work cover accidents to the uh, general public to I specialize in Parkinson's disease. Um, so that's what I decided oh, to pick my niche in at uni. So, yeah, I kind of see a mix of everyone. And um, being based out of Port Melbourne, you kind of see a bit of everything, which is really good. Um, it kind of keeps it fresh. Um, I think in some scenarios where I've worked, you kind of see depending on the suburb you're in, you normally see a bit of the same thing. Um, but yeah. with being in Port Melbourne, it's quite it's quite good. And uh, me working for Symmetry Physiotherapy, we generally yeah, get a, a wide range of cases and um, we have podiatrists and physios in clinics, so it's easy to refer in and out of. So it's um, a great place to work out and a great rewarding career because you get to see um, people come in sometimes which are very, very limited with what they can do with their life and... Um, they didn't realize that they can have this eliminated. So it's, yeah, it's nice. I love it. And I love, like, it's so refreshing for a young professional male to really be enjoying his job and have a passion for what he's doing. I think um, one of the good things we're going to talk about today is, you know, being an honest you. And, you know, some days I go into work and I really, I really don't um, necessarily feel like communicating to people sometimes. And I'm a very, a kind of outgoing and bubbly person, but some days, you know, life gets uh, a bit more of, you know, the negative side. And I just get reminded from, you know, I have a client come in and um, I honestly, yeah, like, look, my pop passed away from Parkinson's and that's uh, probably why I feel so connected to it. But, you know, if I'm having a shitty day, sometimes I get people that have been referred with Parkinson's and it just reminds me of my pop and my, like all my kind of troubles kind of go away because I realise why I'm there and, um, yeah, it's, it's great and like it's it's good to have a profession that you can love like that. Um, so yeah, I'm very lucky. That's amazing. I'm sorry to hear about your pop, but I guess it does add that element of emotion to your job that you do now. And like you said, it turns it around on a shitty day, and you realize what like why you're there and why you're doing what you do. Yeah, that's it. And it's it's, it's such a great reminder because 
you know, um, you also change, it's not so much the client changing your point of view for the day, it's also, um, you know, you might get the client at the end say, you know, I've had a really bad day and, you know, just being able to come here and you take care of me in a way that, you know, is, is so unique and, and whatnot uh, makes them feel great. So it's a, it's a, it's a you know, a win-win situation sometimes. And sometimes someone comes in and they're really, they down your vibe, but, you know, you just move on and, um, it's kind of that in any career or any profession, really. Everyone has good days and bad days. But luckily in healthcare, yeah. I think sometimes normally if you're doing something that's rewarding for you and them, it's normally a win-win. Now, for our listeners, Brady identifies as a homosexual male, something he's very comfortable and um, confident in talking about, which is why I have him here today. And when growing up, Brady, how powerful was your support system, especially like surrounding sexuality? Like, do you have a coming out story? Do you feel like it was really important to come out to people in, around you? Look, I actually, like, I, uh, when I talk about this, it's, it's honestly, it's really different. Like being a gay male, um, and it's like with anybody who feels as if they don't fit in at a certain point in their life, but yeah. um, being, um being gay in a country town is obviously very hard depending on what your support system is uh, and yeah. what pressures you do have from, you know, what incoming and outcoming environments you have. Um, fortunately, I did have a very, very, very good support system. Um, not to say that I didn't live in fear because I definitely did. That was something that I had to learn to deal with and poll was actually something that helped with that, but we'll get into that a bit later. Um, but yeah, no, I do have a coming out story. My mum actually, <laughs> this part's funny. Um, so my auntie actually saw a hashtag on Instagram one time, which kind of insinuated that I was gay and she called me and I was like, no one knows, I haven't told anybody. As in my friends knew, um, but I didn't really want to tell my family at that point. Um, and she called me and she was like, once she said I kind of hung up and I didn't really talk to her for like a couple of minutes and she kept calling and I was like, oh God, here we go. Um, as for my mum, she actually said, I think you have something to tell me. And I was like, oh, no, nah, don't. And she was like, oh, I think you do. <laughs> um, and I was like, well, if you're thinking what it is, then you already know and I don't need to say it. And she started chasing me around the house laughing. They're like, just say it out loud. And I was like, no, like, you know what it is. Um, so it was really fun with mum. As for my yeah. dad, Look, my dad is very supportive and he comes to all my poll shows. And, you know, I can't, I can't say that he hasn't been supportive because he always has. Um, yeah. In saying that, being him also being a very, you know, he's a concreter and a builder um, and a horse trainer. So he's a manly man and play, and you know, he wanted me to play footy when I was younger, and I did for a little bit. It just obviously wasn't for me. He's taken me in for who I am, and I did obviously have a few fears telling him, and you know, I've seen him like, and everyone does like when you're growing up. Like I used to not admit that I was. I knew that I was, um, and yeah. I'd make some, I'd say some things sometimes to kind of make it seem like I wasn't so I've heard obviously my dad kind of not be so nice about gay people sometimes when I was growing up but he's probably been yeah he's been very supportive and to me I really wasn't sure what was going to happen with that situation when I did come after him but um oh, yeah. I used to cheerlead at a time and uh we uh we came third at states in uh Victoria or states in the country obviously and um it was just on this massive high and I out of nowhere I thought like you know I'm coming up to 21 and um, you know, if I ever want a partner, I can't, I don't want to live in fear. Obviously I could, and I, and I might want to hide it, but that's not fair on me nor them. And that's not going to be healthy. So, um, I called him and he answered and I hung up 
because I got too scared and then I called again and just said it and then I just kept crying and you know he's like why are you crying and I'm like well you know I, I want you to love me and I don't want you to be ashamed and he's like you know he laughed and he was like Brady, I've known you've been gay since you were three. You walked on your tippy toes before you walked on flat foot. Like, you know, um, so he's always been really supportive. And obviously you get like the awkward times where you kind of like, I don't know if you're ready for this situation. And um, and there's some things obviously I probably don't really say out loud to him because I don't know if he is mentally ready for that. And not just that again, like he's very supportive. It's just um, that new territory for him as well as me. Like sometimes... Um, me being a gay man, it actually is a little bit more difficult for me or anybody growing up who isn't surrounded by a lot of gay people. And what I mean by yeah. that is like when I talk to, I can talk to women, I can talk to straight men, I can talk to um, gay women, I can talk to, you know, anybody. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to um, talking to gay men in a love interest, I'm very not who I am normally. Even if people don't accept you for what you're going to say, it's not really your issue it's something that you have to deal with yes and you have to look for the the consequence of what's going to happen afterwards but if they don't accept you for that situation then it's probably not best suited in your life and that comes to family as well like you know um, just because you're blood related doesn't mean you have to be you know family best friends you you know you move on with your life and I'm not saying you cut them but I'm also saying well then you limit that interaction if they can't take that for what that is you know it's um, like I said, I'm very lucky and I do have people that in my life that haven't had that situation. Um, so I am very lucky in that sense. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that people need to realise is um, don't pressure someone on the basis that you think because they already know that it's not a big deal because, you know, it's it's not that easy. And even if they do come across as extremely gay or like, you know, they're extremely feminine, it doesn't mean that they're comfortable in the situation. Half the time that is actually a facade and they're trying to just cope with how their life is. And I think with pole, that was one of the biggest things for me because when I am on stage and I do compete, I do not think about anything except for that routine. And like, you know, that is something that gives me so much life and joy and focus. And when I'm determined for a competition, like you will not see me, you will not see me break a diet. You will not see me break any of that. And it's not because I need to be skinny or it's not because it's just about me. And I think yeah. that's one of the best things about that. And we'll get into that later. But in regards to, you know, um, just my sexuality and things like that, you know, I've, I am forever grateful for the people that I have. Uh, and, you know, I have obviously some friends in Melbourne now that I've become extremely close to. I'm a, I'm a man that likes men. Like, it's nothing. Yeah, I'm a big believer in, like, I, it just does not affect anybody else in your life who you are sexually physically emotionally attracted to like no, just, and, like, and I've had very good friends that, that have defended me like one time I had a gay guy kind of come up to me and he like well it's a situation and he was like it's not my fault you can't come out like everyone knows you're gay and my best friend, Ali, she just lost it. And she was like, what did you just say? Like, it was very more abrupt than that. But like, you know, again, it comes to your support system and trying and finding the trust that you need to have in people. Um, and if you don't feel like you have the support system, you reach. Um, and it's not something that obviously is comfortable, but that's something that you need to learn in any situation that unless you break the barriers down to want uh, to, to kind of grab what you want, it's not going to happen. 
um, mm. it might come to you. And obviously there's introverts and extroverts. And luckily I have the personality to go and reach for that. Um, to begin with, I didn't. Um, but I guess it's just life experiences yeah. that you have to put yourself into, or sometimes it's not, you don't put yourself in there. It's just, it happens to you and it comes with it. So like, look, if you had, a, if I had, a, if you had to ask me like, you know, would I be a professional pole dancer who's, you know, willing to, you know, get on stage in a pair of underwear and heels at age, you know, 13, I would have said, absolutely not. That's not for me. And when I yeah. first started pole dancing, I actually wasn't a fan of heels. Um, I didn't wear heels. I didn't do that. I, I, that wasn't like, you know, what I was going to do. Um, and it's just happened. So yeah, it's just, um, it's just life. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, I'm someone who's not ashamed of being openly sexual. I'm an adult who like does what I want without feeling of being ashamed. Like I'm very open about um, my sexual habits really. Um, Slut shaming though is something that gets me quite angry. Um, I've fallen victim to it quite drastically in the past, especially like year 12. I found that I had a couple of sexual partners and people had a lot to say about it, which again, doesn't really affect them. But was there ever a time where people have like tried to put you down or judge you based upon like your sexual habits? Everyone, I think when it comes to slut shaming in situations like that, I don't necessarily always think that it comes from a point of it's because of you. I think it's because of sometimes the person that's shaming you and that could be an insecurity from them. It could be, it could be many factors. It could be, um, you know, a jealousy system. It could, it, dep- it just really depends. I have obviously been, um, you know, slut shamed and things like that because I have, I have gone through that stage of life where I have had sexual partners, which. It's kind of like finding your way and what you enjoy. And I feel like everyone is totally like allowed to do that. I, exactly. And, um... and I, I think that's probably, that's one thing that you get into your head quite quickly once you um when you address that if you shame somebody for for, like you know some people just aren't sexual some people uh you know like i said some gay men are extremely sexual and you can't even have a general normal conversation they just want (laughs) they just want your dick like that's literally how it is um and look it's just everyone does it um Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i've never i've never not shamed someone and it's not right um but Unfortunately, that's just, that's how the cookie crumbles. And sometimes it is jealousy and everyone has jealousy. Um, yeah. So, you know, you might, say, you might say it out of, um, you know, anger. You might say it out of jealousy. And not, not saying that, none of that makes it right. Um, I yeah. think but from my perspective, yes, I have definitely been um, judged on sexual habits and, and things like that. But do you know what? I think, um, like, we've, like we've both said, it honestly does make you who you are um when you go and you find that kind of situation because in a way it does kind of make you realize what you do like and what you don't like not saying you have to have lots of sexual partners but i think when you do it at a younger age people find it disgusting or people find it like you you, people make you feel like you should be ashamed of it but i think that's made me kind of grow into who i am today on on the basis Mm -hmm. that you know 
I know what I like in a sexual partner. I know what I don't like. Look, I think that it happens definitely a lot in high school. And obviously when you're growing up and you don't know what's right and what's wrong and what you should be embarrassed about and things like that. I got a lot more from guys than what I did from girls. And I think it was when almost if you said no to a guy, he'd be like, but you slept with this person. So like you're a slut. So like, why wouldn't you sleep with me? I got that a lot in high school. And that's an ex- that's 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 an, that's an expectation because someone knows that you're voluntary, probably possibly open to having sex. They think that because that's like someone saying coming up to me and like this this happens this happens like uh, this has happened uh, you know quite a lot. You know they think mm-hmm. because um, they know of someone that you have you know been sexual with that it's a, it's a possible open discussion for them, and they just come out abruptly. And when you do say no, they're like you know you know they do swear at you and this happens a lot generally on example grinder like i was saying before with um sexual habits and you know obviously being judged upon i think it's really up to you and if you do make mistakes and you do obviously you know do something you're not proud of it just depends what the situation is you just have to live with it and look i've obviously made many decisions in life where i'm obviously not proud and wish i could take things back um, but you also have to roll with the punches and, and just go, well, this is what I've done. This is like the consequence if there was one. Um, and if there's not and you've lived life free and you haven't had the judgment, then, you know, good on you and you keep doing what you're doing. But obviously, it is it is life. And if there is any young listeners that um, are experiencing that, it's more of a, you know, be conscious of what you're doing because sometimes it does have repercussions later. So don't think you are bulletproof. But also don't. You learn from your mistakes and you realise what you should and shouldn't do. But I'm very, yeah, very for do what you think is best. Yeah, don't fall victim to slut shame. And if someone calls you a hoe because you slept with two people in one week, I would just take that in my stride and be like, yeah, I did. Like, big deal. Like, yeah. what's it matter to you? Like, I have way. sexual needs. And if they have to be met and someone's yeah. happy to do it and I'm doing it safely or however I want to do it, it's really none of your business. So, <laughs> see ya. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Um, now, labels and stereotypes are also a huge thing in today's society. Earlier in the podcast, I already felt the need to label Brady as a homosexual male, which really, at the end of the day, doesn't make a difference to who he is as a person. Um, it's not a defining factor, but felt relevant given the topic of the podcast, obviously. But Brady, have you ever felt that people have like incorrectly labelled you or shadowed you with a stereotype that affected the way that you were treated? Like, do you feel like you've been treated differently since you put that label on yourself? Like, look, I think, like I said before, I like it's very much of a, I'm a man who does obviously have an interest in men. And, you know, some people get really strong on labels and, you know, obviously everyone does label people and sometimes does come out in the wrong way and it's not intended or it was intended on how they did it. Um, I think probably the biggest thing in the gay scene is, you know, gay people have this thing for being masculine um, and it's very toxic. Um, and look, I've done it before and, and like, you know, it's just what, depending on what you're attracted to, but a lot of gay people do get stereotyped or labelled as too gay. Now, I'm someone who 100% is labelled like that all the time and that is because I do hold it. And for an example like this, you know, I can post a photo on Instagram and be flexing my six pack when I'm shredded and get anywhere between, you know, 200 to 600, 800 likes. It really depends. Um, And then I can post a photo of my six pack on stage wearing a pair of heels and I'll get 40 likes, you know? Um, So visually the stereotype is, well, he's too gay. It's not for me. 
but you know, you can, the same person that didn't want to like that liked something two weeks previous when it was just me standing in front of a mirror. So I think when it comes to internal, internal labeling that people obviously do. And I think that it is something that I have to always be conscious of as well, because before finding like, you know, my partner and me trying to date people, unfortunately I do obviously have um, turn ons and turns off and, and things like that, things that I'm not attracted to and things that I am. And why is it necessary to label me as too gay? Because I have a hobby or a sport that I, you know, love. And holding it really hard. Like it's for one so network hard. training, they were like, oh, you know, it would be fun if we went to a pole dancing class. And that was one of the worst days of my life. Like I was <laughs> so dead. I couldn't even like you use muscles that you didn't even think you had. Like it's actually, <laughs> it is hard. Honestly, it is. And we get a lot of people that come to pole who don't, who come on the basis that they've tried the gym. It didn't work. Um, well, they can't stay motivated. Um, and look, with pole, you put on muscle and things like that when you don't realise you're doing it. And you do have fun. You make friends. You find this safety net of these people that are there for the same reasons. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 just such a, it's such a weird world that we live in when it comes to labelling and um, stereotyping in that sense. Like, you know. And really, it's never stop. Like, as much as we would like it to, it's always going to be around through generations. Like obviously my parents, they're a bit more put a label on someone gay, not gay. Now there's like 50 different labels and everyone's confused. And I feel like it's just a whole different world that we live in. And for the future, like there's always going to be labels, but I think they're getting more and more defined rather than eliminated. Do you agree? Like, do you think the same? Yeah. yeah, and, like, look, the more it continues, like, look, I, I feel like it's definitely something that is going to go on forever. And I guess that's just when it comes to, well, whatever you also label yourself as, people will put themselves in their own subcategories. And I think that whatever you label yourself as, if that's if you're happy, then you roll with it. Like, I know that, you know, obviously I'm to yeah. some people gay or a faggot or whatever that situation is because I do like men. But I guess it's just what you – you might not feel comfortable with it to begin with, but – you kind of just adapt to whatever it is and you roll with whatever it is. Like, you know, I'm not going to not post photos of myself pole dancing because I, I don't get likes or, you know, people comment about me or things like that because the, I, I don't do that for them. I do it for me. And that's the label that I'm willing to take. Um, but as for people, should they do it? Obviously no one should really label anybody, especially if you have it, you know, if you have something to say, say it to your friends, you know, or like, or don't say it at all, really. But if you're going to do it, don't, don't, don't do it to a person that where, you know, you're going to make them feel embarrassed for doing something they love. And like, you know, I get that all the time, but I just couldn't give it, to be honest. And at the end um, of the day, again, back to the fact that, like, it doesn't affect them in any way. If they don't want to see those photos, they can unfollow you. They don't have to, like, no one's forcing them to sit there and have a look at the photos you post. You know, yeah. there was one time that I posted a video on Instagram and it was me in heels and it was probably, like, one of the first kind of freestyle sexy kind of videos that I posted and I had um, all these people from Bendigo and, like, look, it actually makes my blood boil because there was people tagging people in it being, like, obviously because they thought it was funny and some of these girls I thought do you know what and I'm gonna swear right now I don't know if I'm allowed to swear but I was like I was like fuck you like you know here I am expressing myself and I'm happy with it so if just because you're you know not comfortable within yourself to be able to do this and probably you can't touch your toes bitch well then that's not my fucking issue you know I think 
it's it's ridiculous. And I had people like growing up in high school, which, you know, I have on Facebook at the moment and I thought, you know, you judge me then and look at me now. Like, you know, I'm doing, I'm, you know, doing, excelling in a career that I love. I am gay. Your comments did not affect me whatsoever. Here I am. And, you know, I yeah. guess not everyone's like that. Um, obviously, people just can't move on like that. But I think something that I've just had to really realize that unless I'm happy or unless I, if I think about it for too long, I'm going to get upset. And don't get me wrong, I definitely have. There's been times where I've needed my friends more than my family because my friends are like my family. And I have like, you know, a group of, like I was saying, a group of friends in Melbourne now. And like, you know, we're called the shady dogs because we just, you know, we have a little Facebook messenger group and we kind of just let everything out that we need to let out in this group. And that's it. It's not necessarily... Exactly. And like, you know, um, if you have something you need to get off your chest, you do it to your friends and you don't do it in public. Like, um, I think people that shame people or stereotype people for a purpose online, well, you have a fear in yourself or you're not necessarily, um, you know, being true to yourself and there's something that you want to let out and maybe that's something they want to do. I know there's lots of people that would love to pole dance, but they don't feel like it's socially accepted and it is growing. And don't get me wrong, there's way more pole dancers these days and it's actually getting harder on the competition scene than it has ever been. It's becoming more socially acceptable. But look, it's just a matter of, you know, roll with whatever you're going to label yourself as. If you're going to label people, do it in your head. You know, it's obviously not something that we can control. So you just need to roll with the punches and, and let it happen. Like, I totally agree with everything you've just said. Like I used to be someone that would care about what other people would say if I posted this certain photo on Instagram. And now I'm like, if I like the photo, it's going up. Like Literally. And I think, I think it's actually great that Instagram has taken away the visual point of view where you can see the number of likes. I think that has decreased a lot of the stigma around that situation for a lot of people um because people aren't as mentally drawn to having to keep checking it like don't get me wrong we've all gone through that stage but is it healthy no um and now i've got to a point where it's like i don't care what time it is people post photos at peak time and whatnot and look you know what if you need to gain traction for a certain business or whatever then do it but i'm actually not concerned on the basis that i need to do it because i need to get the likes it's like well if you want to like it whatever fucking time of day it is then you like it if you don't want to like it and don't yeah. Um, now, personally, like this is a little bit of a rant for me, but like I went through a stage, um, I was super stressed, struggled with my sexuality a little, it may actually come as a shock to most of my listeners probably. But as I said, I'm going to be completely transparent with my listeners and I want to be really relatable. I want people to understand that I'm actually like really putting a lot of my emotion into like these podcast episodes. I went through a time I was a little confused about the feelings that I was having for someone of the same sex. Created a whole different range of emotions for me. Like I actually was quite clouded in my judgment in other areas of my life because I was so stressed about like the way I was feeling. Um, However, these feelings actually were reciprocated and later explored, eventually leading me to feel a sense of freedom. Like I actually felt like, because I felt like I'd been bottling it up and didn't want to explore these feelings because, oh no, like what would people say? And um, although for me, this was a short lived experience, something that I felt like I had to get out and have a go, being with someone of the same sex, just because we got along so well, bounced off each other, you know, it kind of was more than a friendship. I don't feel ashamed at all. Um, I've talked about it openly in front of other people. If they have a problem with it, 
I don't really care. I don't really label myself. Like I don't say I'm straight, bisexual, gay. I definitely like men and women. Probably men 80%, like 90% probably. But, you know, like I don't spend time out of my day thinking about it, thinking about my sexual preference. I talked about it with some of my friends for a while because I was like, I need to talk about this. And my friends were so good. Like I was pretty scared. There was one friend that I was a bit scared that, to tell because she's always been a bit, you know, she doesn't have a lot to say when it comes to things of that nature. But she was totally fine. She was like, you know what? I don't even think I'm surprised. <laughs> I was like, she's like, I feel like yeah. you just do what you want when you want. And that was, yeah. And I was like, well, there you go. And sorry, I went on a bit of a rant there, but um, like it's just relatable and transparent. And it's something that is quite... Like, I haven't talked to my mum about it, but I feel like it's not something that I have to talk to anyone about. Like, it's just something that I did for myself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, I think a lot of people are afraid to be open to a situation like that. And it's not to yeah. say, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there's been lots of people that have been drunk or, you know, whatnot, and they've had that slight feeling of, did that just have, like, a a weird connection that I've never experienced and they kind of just dismiss it. And it's like, well, you don't need to act on it, but if it happened, then it happened and you don't need to be ashamed of it. That's the feelings that you're feeling. And that's yeah. just what it is. It's, 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 you know, that's what I mean. If, if you have that feeling and you want to explore it, then you explore it. If you want to shut it away, then that's something that you choose to do. But at the end of the day, you need to be honest with yourself and um, you need to find the support network of, of what works for you if that is something that you want to explore and if it's someone or no one that you have close to you that you can do that with then you know you need to venture out and find help and like there's many sources it can be online it can be you know going and speaking to a counselor it could be speaking to a psychologist like and just be honest it's it's that's you know being honest to you and not hiding if you're not truthful to yourself it's you're never really going to be 100% happy. And is ever is anyone ever 100% happy? Probably not. Um, that's yeah. life. But you literally, you just need to try and be as open to whatever comes your way. And if things that you want aren't coming your way, then you need to make changes for it to do so. Yeah. And I feel like, like it was just this weird sense of relief I felt after finally coming to terms with like, why am I stressing about something like this? It's me. It's who I am. If I shut that, if I choose to close off that door, that's fine as well. But I feel like it's just always going to be something that, that fr- like that freedom feeling once you come to terms with the way that you're feeling and who you are and talk to your friends about it and not ashamed whatsoever. If anyone asked me, I'd be like, yeah, like I had sexual relations with people from the same sex, but it's also none of your business and it brings it back to sexual habits like really it's no one else's business and I'm happy to be open and honest about it because if people can't come to terms with that's the way I am and that's how I felt in that situation and maybe I'll feel that again like the way life is for me and I feel like I wish other people would feel that as well like yeah, I definitely and that- know there's been a time where someone has said to me like I think that I might like um this girl and but I don't know what to do and I was like just go for it like who cares you know yeah and that's the thing like everyone's on their own journey and I know when I came out I honestly to begin with I I felt a massive relief and I was in the car when I called my dad obviously on hands-free wasn't being illegal and um 
at the time when I actually did it, you know, that was obviously one of the most nerve wracking situations that I've probably ever been in. Um, did I need mm-hmm. to be that stressed about it? Probably not because of the outcome that I did have, but I didn't know that I was going to have that. So everything's validated in the feelings that you have when it comes to making a big decision, like letting someone know that kind of situation. But the rest of the hour or so drive home, I cried my heart, you know, I bawled for literally over yeah. an hour, but it wasn't because I was embarrassed. I literally had felt nearly 21 years or like, you know, 10 years of realizing who I was um, come out and just go, that was probably the biggest conversation that I was so scared to have. And now it's, now it's out, you know? Um, And that's what you need to realize. If you be honest and you can be brave enough to be honest. And that is a big word that I want to kind of emphasize. It is being brave for that the majority of that situation. It's not, um, something that you know does come easy I'm never going to say that it's something that is easy because it's not some people it is um, but the, the fear is always going to be there and I think obviously it is so important to be honest with yourself and the people who are closest to you because if you can't be honest with the people that are the ones that are, you trust and that you love your support network isn't as good and you know yeah and it's not like anything that you feel i feel like if you bottle it up and hide it away it's eventually just going to come out in the wrong sense and you're not going to feel freedom you're going to feel angst and anger and it just it comes out in a completely different way like i already i already know that there'll be someone that listens to this podcast that then goes and says oh my god did you hear natasha slept with a girl, all this. And I know that it's going to happen, but it's at that point where I've come to the realization for myself that it's not something that I am ashamed of. And even if it does come back in a negative way, for me, it's off my chest. I'm happy with it. I'm not ashamed. It's not something that I need to keep a secret. Like I haven't told my parents, but I also feel like it's not something that I need to tell my parents at the end of the day. Like yeah, if you it's something yeah. that you explored and that's something that you don't necessarily have to talk to them about. And if it comes out, then it comes out. But I think yeah. I have a friend who's just, um, she's been going through a rough time and, you know, she's gone and, and seek professional help. And, you know, I love her so, so much. And I'm so proud of her for going and doing what she needed to do. And she um, she's actually just done an interview um, on, on a bit of her life and a quote that she had from, her interview was, um, I still have a long journey ahead of me, but I'm such, I'm in such a better place that I'm, that I had been in in a really long time. And that was through making the first step to address that it actually was an issue. And then I needed some help, um, and that I couldn't fix it on my own. And that's the thing, like sometimes you can't fix it on your own. And sometimes you can't make these, you know, big decisions on, you know, changing your life on your own, but you need to do what's best for you. And if the fear is there, then you need help. If you're, if you're constantly thinking about the situation and it's hindering your life and you can't have a growth, then you need to seek help. And there's no shame in doing that. And I totally agree. And I feel like with my situation, there was a time where like it was consuming my thoughts that like, is there something wrong with me? I thought I was like completely straight. I thought I was only into guys. And I actually felt like I couldn't uh, function properly because that thought was constantly in my head. I was like, oh my God, I'm this whole different person to who I am. But who I'm attracted to has nothing to do with who I am. And I feel like me talking, like choosing those few friends that I wanted to talk about it with had really helped 
the situation. Like it doesn't need to be professional help. In this instance, I didn't seek professional help. Just that friend support network and them telling me, this is fine. Like there is nothing wrong with you. Really does make a huge difference. Yeah, no, sometimes you just need to hear it from I understand why people don't want to talk to someone that's new because there is that fear, but sometimes you just, you you never realise when you literally can say one sentence, it can literally change your life and you can have, let it all out and and have that relationship with someone where you can just be you. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that... Like I've just kind of grown, like you pick your people. At the end of the day, yep. you pick your people, you pick your support network. There is no nothing ever written to say that you have to be friends or have to involve yourself with certain people. Yeah, you pick your people and I stick to that. And if, if you're not part of their group, if you're not their people, then they're not yours. Exactly. And that's just what yeah. you got to come to terms with. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, Just going back to pole dancing a bit, we'll finish up in a second. But do you think pole dancing has given you confidence that you may have lacked before partaking in the sport? Do you think that the pole dance community has really helped you blossom into who you are? Honestly, I I, I say this to all my students and I, and I get upset about it sometimes because I genuinely don't know where I would be if I did not have my pole family and I didn't like... Don't get me wrong, there's sometimes when some things are so overwhelming and I question, do I really want to teach anymore? Like, is this something that I want to do? And because sometimes, you know, you, you feel like maybe am I teaching them enough and things like that. And I get drawn back to I have a love for this sport and I have a love for these students and I probably won't ever stop teaching. And I'm lucky to be in the position that I am with Physipol Studios because we are such a family. And it's not just Physipol. There are so many places around the world and so many, obviously, studios that, it's the same vibe. It's, it's honestly yeah. something that I can't explain. I can explain, but it's pure just love and joy. Like it is honestly like a family. I, I honestly can't say where I would be without the people that I have in my life that I've grown from pole. You know, another quote from my friend that she had the other day and, and she kind of worded it perfectly. And it doesn't need to be in a, in a competition setting. It could be literally just in your class environment. But hers was, um, if anything, in the competition scene is where you find the most support uh, and and where everyone's differences and strength styles and body shapes are embraced. And that happens before you even compete sometimes too, but it does come out when you do decide to do it a little bit more advanced and, and put yourself in, in the spotlight. But honestly, yeah. pole has changed my life and it is that place where you can hide or, you know, just stop away from the world for a moment. Like, I think that's why I got so drawn to it for so long was because it was my place to escape um, and it is yeah. that for a lot of people, it is more than just a hobby or a sport. It is literally like a family. Sometimes at these studios, you find that you know your teacher or your studio owner is someone that you can cry and vent to. And I think we, in mm-hmm. regards to me being um, obviously a gay man, me pole dancing uh, has changed my life in a sense of confidence to begin with when I walk out on stage. Because when I'm on stage, there's nothing that I feel like once I start dancing, that music starts, you will not see me fucking stop for any reason. Um, I'm not embarrassed. I am not ashamed of anything. Um, those people in that audience paid money to come and watch a show. Well, I'll give you a show. And that's come from yeah. the support network that I have at Pole. And it might be a little bit of my own characteristics, but I think that's something that I am great at and I'm great at teaching. 
um, and that is confidence and a self-respect when you go on stage and things like that. But um, pole dancing, honestly, has been, um, you know, a big, big game changer for me. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter your size. It does not matter your gender. It does not matter who you are, your religion, whatever it is. You know, half the time we get, um, our age group is actually probably more from like 25 to 50 than it is the younger stages because we normally yeah. get mums who bring, uh, who are dragged with, from their, their daughters dragging them in and the mums are the ones that stay. It's, it's honestly, uh, it's not what you think it is. A lot of people are put off by pole because they think that it's sexual and you have to have a certain body type and that is not the case. You know, I love to see more men coming in and an expression of your body when you want to just be creative. Like at the end of the day, it's a form of dancing and it's just something that, you know, you'll generally eight, nine times, 10 out of 10, it depends on who you are and what you're there for. If it's fitness or if it's friends, you're going to get what you want out of it. Yeah, I feel like it's the same. Like some people find it in the gym. Some people find it in a sporting club. You know, some people find it in a music group. Like everyone finds their niche and their their people and what they love and are passionate about. Some people are still yet to find that, which is totally normal. Like I, um, I've been in a few different sporting clubs and I've, like, I've always fit in and um, really enjoyed myself. I'm still studying um, psych at the moment. And I think once that I find my place in the helping people in that kind of sense, that will be like where I will draw my people and where I will be able to be my most influential self and help other people um, create their own self-love journey and things like that. And everyone's different. And pole, obviously, for you is something that just helped you immensely. And I feel like everyone needs to search for that place where they feel um, that family vibe, that home vibe, the place that they can go and be their truest self without any sense of non-authenticity. And, you know, I think it's just amazing. And obviously, pole isn't your usual place that you would think that a lot of people would go to to find you know, their place of being. But I think it's becoming more and more acceptable in today's society for sure. Um, do you have anything that you think you want to say to people out there about being confident, owning who they are as a person, like sexuality-wise or in any other area really? Like, look, I guess it comes down to um, what you want out of your life and if you feel like you're on the right mm-hmm. path and you know, it's, it honestly is coming down to knowing what you want. And if you're not happy, then you need to make change. And when it comes to your sexuality, I really think that you just need to, if, you, if you're questioning it, then you explore. If you're not, then you roll with whatever you're doing. Um, when it comes to a confidence yeah. point of view, like, look, I've seen from my teaching poll point of view that, you know, and it doesn't even have to, it doesn't have to be around poll. It could be about anything, but from my experience with teaching pole, I have had people that, you know, they walk in and they're completely shy. Now yeah. they're people that are out there competing on a stage by themselves. Like, you know, when they walked in, they were scared to, you know, talk to people. And, you know, you just need to find the thing that makes you happy. And if, if you find that and you're lucky enough to find that, then you, you keep going with that. And it could be any sport. It could yeah. be any person. It could be anything. Yeah. Um, I'm a very strong believer in there is no set path for anyone. I feel like... No. If you can try anything that you like, nothing is stopping you. Like I've tried musical performance. I've tried like different sports. Like I've tried um, studying something different and going into a different area. Anyone can try anything. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Just go on to the next thing to find your happiness.
literally. And Simple. like, you know what? Sometimes you might, if it is a happiness or a sport that you think is going to make you happy and you have a little bit of talent, but you're too scared, you pursue it. And like, again, I'm just going to reference it back to Paul. Like, you know, I had a, yeah. I have a, who's now my best friend and she, when she first started, like, you know, she couldn't lift herself off the ground by herself in, in some certain moves. And her body has changed dramatically. And it's not to say that her body needed to change, but her confidence has changed. And yes, it may have gone up and down. This woman is honestly like, I cannot describe how more proud of her, of what I am, because, you know, she was a student who couldn't lift her body weight off the ground. And now, you know, we've won a national title together and we were supposed to fly to Greece to represent Australia. Like, you know, you are, you are only limited to what you want to limit yourself with. And if you, if you just need to, you just need to let it out and be, and be you. And if you don't have that confidence to do that, seek help in any manner, in any way or form, you know, having sometimes just starting the most smallest conversation with someone, if you feel like you have the urge to do it, then you do it. Like, I think the biggest thing is fear that everyone is living with. And I think that's something that obviously is going to run in everybody. I don't think that some mm-hmm. people are saying, I'm not afraid of anything. Everyone's afraid of something. Not everyone knows who they are. I don't know who I am 100% either. I'm not saying I'm a guru of being a gay man or anything like that. I'm far from it. I've made lots of mistakes and that's something that you learn from. And I don't think that mm-hmm. in regards to sexuality, it's not... When a lot, a lot of people think like sexuality needs to be, you know, a, a big topical thing about gay people, but straight people like, you know, you don't need to be putting yourself in a box where you only do what the average straight person does. Like, you know, I've had straight male friends who, you know, they're embarrassed that, you know, they, this is going off topic a little bit, but, you know, they've, uh, they're ashamed that um, they get sexual pleasure like anally, like, you know, from a woman and they're, they're embarrassed to say it because they think that it's, you know, gay. It's like, you know, it comes back to the stereotypes and labeling. And it's just like, do you know what? Yeah. You just, you honestly need to be truthful and be happy with yourself. And some things you don't need to say out loud. And that's okay. You don't need to always be vocal. And I think that's the biggest thing is sometimes you live in fear and fear does hold you back. But sometimes adapting over that fear is what makes you really grow. And don't get me wrong. There's been times where I've been so fearful in the pole industry or in me being a gay man. And sometimes it hasn't worked in my favor, but you don't know unless you try. And I think that's the biggest thing is trying to make yourself a better person. And sometimes you don't always have the answers. Sometimes you do, but it's just a matter of, you know, trying to really focus on the positives. And um, I think that I'm, I'm lucky because I'm a bit more of an extrovert like that. And I always probably seek too much positivity from things. And sometimes I'm not realistic with that approach, Um, but Mm -hmm. that's who I am. And I think that some people bounce off that and some people don't like that. Um, But again, that's something that people need to kind of, find their own their own groove and you know you can't please everyone i think that's probably the biggest thing you're never going to be able to please everybody that's not you can't spend life trying it's not a possibility you know you can't please everyone and if you think that you can well you can't i don't know who said this quote like you are only limited by your own imagination dr seuss or something i don't know but i find yeah i find that quote is spot on like be who you want to be if you will only open up yourself to allow yourself to do things that you need yeah and sometimes you know self-love and your own personal time with yourself is something that does make you grow so if you need to be alone for a certain amount of time don't be ashamed of that either sometimes it's not about always going and seeking help it's sometimes spending some time with yourself and not having to always seek and be near people 
it honestly is your own journey. And that's what I mean. I think it's just as long as you're happy and being positive with what you want to do. And sometimes, obviously, positivity isn't always an option. Sometimes you are in a negative space and that's okay. Also, you don't always have to be positive. You're allowed to have days where, you know, you hate the world. Like that's natural. The pressures that you place on yourself um, is normal and you're allowed to, you need to realize that that's, that's a part of life and that's always going to happen. So you just need to roll with whatever gets thrown in your face. And if you deal with it the right way, you deal with it the right way. If you deal with it in an abrupt, bad way, well, then you learn from your mistakes. And I think that's the biggest thing. All right, congratulations, obviously, on all your poll um, success. You're a happy, confident you. And that's, I love seeing and hearing stories about people that have really followed their own dream and become like a happy version of themselves. I feel like it's really important. No, and thank you for having me. It's, um, I think it's just so important for, for people to talk up and, and, and not to be ashamed of certain situations. And if you ever find yourself in a, in a place where you need someone to talk to, like I'm always an open book, it doesn't matter. You know, people can feel like they've burnt bridges with me and, and whatnot. But I think that forgiveness is a big thing. Um, sometimes not everyone mm-hmm. is granted that and not everyone should be given that. But I think that um, I'm always someone probably that's too nice. Look, I think you need to just really approach approach someone and maybe, you know, take a step in their, in their shoes. Yeah, and I think, like, I'm the same with being an open book and I think that's why I feel like this podcast, like, I've already had so many people message me and be like, I never thought of it this way or, oh, my God, like, I never felt that way and now I do and I know how to fix it and things like that. Like, I love to help people and I think by me being open and sharing, like I'm showing my vulnerability and I'm like open to people message, like anyone and everyone to message me to talk about their own vulnerability and it's completely confidential and I just feel like everyone needs that someone, yeah, vent to and have a chat to. So, all right, well, I'll let you go. That was a great conversation. That's all right, thank you. Thank you so much. So thank you guys for listening. That was a great episode. Um, I really hope you enjoyed my authenticity. It took a lot to actually talk about that, but I'm really glad that I did. And I hope that you guys can take something away from it and just know that being an honest you, especially just to yourself, coming to terms with who you are is really important. And it really does make a huge difference to your confidence and the way that you see yourself. If anyone ever wants to reach out, I'm happy to talk to you. Um, I'm not an expert on any of these topics, but I I am more than happy to talk about what I've been through and I'm sure Brady is as well. So I can't wait to share some more episodes with you guys. I do have a solo episode coming up and I think you will all enjoy. It's just talking about my why and why that I feel, feel like I love to just help people. So this is a great avenue for that. Thank you again for listening and just remember to hype your own life and be an honest you. Thanks guys.